God. Amen. You know, I was saying this morning, I had, a, I had me a, a full day of preaching yesterday, and man, I was just enjoying myself so much. Uh, God's message is never going to change. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You know, I said that a while back, you know, in this church, why do I have to change the message? Because if it was good enough, come on, somebody, to change my life when I was a young Christian, why should we change it? It's the same message, right? I make my mind up that as much as powerful, power in me, as much as God gives me the ability, I wanted the message not to change, all right? I believe in the gospel, Pentecostal message of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I believe in the healing power of God. I believe sinners' prayers are still good for today. And I can prove it scripturally many times, but I ain't got time to do that. I'm just telling you. That has to be the foundation of this church. Like I said, I wasn't here when it first started, but I know it was started based on the power of the Holy Spirit. I know it started based on the Pentecostal message. And that's the problem. The church has gotten away from the Pentecostal message. I'm not talking about the long hair and the long dresses and not the UPC stuff. I'm talking about the message of the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, we got to leave this church with something this morning. If we don't leave with the power of God, we're going to fail. We don't leave with the power of the Holy Spirit in our life, we're going to fail. We can compromise, you know. I still stand on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? I want you to turn me to John chapter 4 real quick. And I'm going to show you something. You know, I, I, it reminded me yesterday. As, well, just today, God revealed it to me about Jesus See, he did things, Lloyd, that religious people didn't do. See, he, he went amongst the sinners. And he went amongst, and he ate, and he drank with them. Oh, that was a taboo, man, in, 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 in the religious religion of that day, the Judaism. You couldn't, oh, man, sit and eat with a drunk or, 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 or feast with a sinner. Boy, I hate self-righteousness. At one time, I was, I was getting that spirit, and I had to change, praise God. Because you know where the souls are at? Where the laws are, right? <laughs> now, I don't advocate going into a ballroom or, or going into a honky-tonk. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about everyday people that don't know God, that you sit among every day. Some Christians think, you sit by a sinner, you scare some of that sin will rub off and dirty you. No, no. Let me tell you something. If you've got Jesus in your life, there ain't no sin can dirty you. If you've got the power of God in your life, let me tell you something. We're living in a time where, listen, I want to know where they're at. I want to go after that one sheep that's going astray. See, we, we, we all worried about the thousands, how we can make them feel comfortable, and, and the hundreds of thousands, how we can make them feel good in the church. But what about that one that went astray? What about that one that left the flock? Jesus said, 
He rejoiced over the, the one after he has found his lost sheep. And more over the 99 that never went astray. <laughs> okay. Man, I'm whining. I'm I got to get the preach out of me today, praise God. So listen, I'm not going to make you miss your chicken dinner. I'll leave, but man, I got to get it out. <laughs> listen, it's time we wake up. Where is the loss? The loss is in the world. What, listen, we're too busy trying to love on one another. Now, now, there's nothing wrong with that. I believe that. But don't ever feel that you can't reach a lost soul, even if it's in a pit. Yesterday, I'm still stirred up. I preached to homosexuals. I preached to lesbians. I preached to religious people. And you know what? It was the Spirit of God was so real, man. It's like, like, man, I didn't go and say, I'll talk to you, but I'm going to talk to you way over here, man. I don't want to get near you. I got right in their face. I grabbed them by the hand and I hugged them. <laughs> My wife finally said, oh, we, he ain't going to shut up. <laughs> and because these people didn't feel that I was being self-righteous and better than thou attitude, they listen. Actually, she was there. It's amazing when you get your little religious demon out of the way, how much you can do for God. <laughs> right? Oh, boy. I'm stirred up, Sister man. Oh, boy. I ain't going for them they smoking five packs of cigarettes a day, and they're going to smell me all up. <laughs> so what you smack? <laughs> they smell like smoke because they're in the world. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you to join their parties. I'm not telling you to go there and, and, and drink and, and, and smoke and cuss with them. That's not, that, that is the last thing I'll tell you to do. But you're going to have to meet the devil where he's at. He's destroying lives. And it's not going to be easy, and you're not going to be liked. But there will be times when the Spirit of God's going to move and somebody's going to listen. I've never got that much response from sinners in my life. I'm going to tell you right now, and it's not that I wasn't telling them what sin was either. My wife was there. So God is angry at sin. God is angry at sin. Judgment is coming. I had one old boy I was preaching to yesterday, and listen, like I told you all one day about when Jesus was carrying that cross and he was carrying it on his open back and the, and the flesh was wide open and that, that, that cross was rubbing on his flesh and his open wounds. That, that guy's face, he was shaking like that. Man, he said, man, you got a picture. That's, that's not the Jesus I knew about. I never thought he suffered that much. I'm going to tell you a little story today and I'm going to keep it too long, but Jesus was going through Samaria. Now, you know what a Samarian is, Lord? <laughs> this was, listen, the Jews did not associate with the Samaritans. They were low class. They were dirty. They were half-breeds. Right? And Jesus is going, they, the, the Jews would never go through. They'd go around. They'd walk miles and miles not to pass through Samaria. 
because they didn't want to dirty themselves. They didn't want, they didn't, they didn't want to get, they didn't want them demons to jump on them or something. And they go, Jesus went right through Samaria. And he found a woman at a well, right? Yep. <laughs> Some of you know where I'm going. <laughs> and she's a woman that done had five husbands. <laughs> and the one she was living with wasn't her husband. She was living in fornication. And Jesus said, give me water to drink. She said, what, why are you asking water of me? I'm just a Samaritan. I'm a dirty dog. I'm, I'm an outcast. <laughs> She didn't say it like that, but that's what she felt like. And you being a Jew, ask drink of me. And Jesus said, listen, I have water to drink of you know not of. Come on, Jesus. My Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost. Jesus loves the sinner. And he wants souls saved. And he'll go through Samaria when nobody else will go. Come on, Holy Ghost. He's going through this. Samaritan curse, this rejection, rejected place. And Jesus says this to her in verse 13. Whosoever drinks of the water that I will give him, come on, Jesus, will never thirst. Oh, <laughs> I can preach on that, man. Oh, I need a drink of the water of Jesus. Listen, there's times, praise God, like today. I'm just, I was drinking yesterday, man. I, I, I'm still stirred up. I, I got to wind down. Amen. That's, uh, listen, I might make somebody nervous in here today. <laughs> listen, I was drinking, man. I was drinking. God was speaking. God was moving. You know, you ever got that day man, when God is just pumping out the word? God is doing something in somebody's life, and you're there, and he's using you. Praise God. That's a good feeling. I was just, I was pumped. Hyped, whatever you want to call it. I was having a Pentecostal fit, man. Oh, I was just, listen, God is, listen, we were in Samaria yesterday, me and my wife. Bull Bridge, Samaria. Well, there were people around, and the gospel of Jesus Christ was preached, okay? He says, whosoever drinks of the water that I give him shall never thirst. Come on, Jesus. But the water that I shall give him will be come in him a fountain of water springing forth into everlasting life. I don't want to be, listen, I, I'm, I got that well dwelling in me. You got that well dwelling in you. That everlasting life that comes from Jesus. I, that is what I'm talking about. You know, this morning I was worshiping. All I kept seeing, you tell him to worship me. You tell him I am the way. Uh, Jesus is the way. There, this church is not about me or anybody else in here. It's about Jesus. This is a Jesus church. This is what we're here to preach. Jesus. I'm not interested in preaching man's doctrines. I want to preach Jesus. Paul said you come around and you give your philosophy, your genealogies, and, and, and people are dead. He came to preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. It's not about us. This church is about Jesus. As much as, I, as long as I'm pastor here, I'm going to keep emphasizing on it. If you don't like it, well, that's your problem. But I'm going to preach Jesus. Amen. That's what I want to, I want to preach. I don't see hope in any other. <laughs> well, 
so-and-so says this. I don't care what so-and-so says. So-and-so says you got to do this and do that. Listen, Jesus says this. Jesus says, I am the way. Jesus said, obey my voice. That's how I'll know you, my commandments. You have love for one another. Jesus said he is the truth, the way, the light. What is the Samaritan? Well, I ain't got time to get into all of it, but if you finish reading that passage, there was, an, there was a discussion with this woman about where should we worship God. And she told Jesus, she said, you say in this mountain, we stay in this mountain, we worship God, but you say in Jerusalem is where men ought to worship. But Jesus said, there'll come a time when neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem, but those that worship God must worship him in spirit and truth. Listen, I've talked to some religious people, and man, they, they want to talk about the end times, and they want to talk about, and you know in their heart, they're not right with God. You know, they're going through the, and, and I, I believe in the rapture, I believe in Jesus is coming back, that's not what I'm talking about. But they're so caught up, and they're not even right with God. They want to talk about Jesus coming back, but they don't want to talk about getting right with him. You start saying, well, are, are, are you living in sin? Well, oh, yeah, I'm, 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 uh, me and my fiance are living together. You, you're living in adultery. I had one lady get mad at me. She used to come to our church, was it Hanson? And she said, well, me and my fiance, we're getting married. I said, you're living together? Yeah. So you're, you're in sin. Lord, you got to blow up on me, man. So you're still in sin. Come on. Even after you get married, that sin has to be dealt with. That adultery, that fornicating demon, spirit, sin, has to be repented of. Did Jesus tell this woman, you're fine like you are. I love you. Don't worry. No, he said you've got to have spirit, worship in spirit, and in truth. You can't take the two apart. When Brother Perry had preached a few weeks back, there was a man that came, one of his cousins, and he said, you ain't going to change me. He was Catholic. I said, do you know Mary gave one commandment in the whole Bible? He said, do what he says. <laughs> oh, you ain't going to change me. You can't find that. I said, you can't. You can't take Jesus away from his word. I said, we want Jesus, but we don't want his word. Come on, somebody. We want Jesus, but we don't want the sacrifice. We want Jesus, but we, we just want Jesus so we can get into heaven. We don't want to live right. Seriously, you can't separate Jesus from his word. You can't separate worship from his word. And this woman is arguing with Jesus, I guess, and saying, and Jesus said, you're going to have to worship. That's coming kind of time to be worship. You're going to have to worship in spirit and in truth. Who's a Samaritan? <laughs> Well, turn with me all the way back to uh, 2 Kings. And God is still God, right? There was a time when Israel, if you ever studied the Bible, Solomon, David's son, had become king. And what happened is that Solomon sinned against the Lord. Solomon was king over all Israel and Judah. There was 
this, 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 this Jerusalem and there was all, all of Israel was one nation. But after Solomon died, God divided the nations. Judah had like two tribes and Israel had ten tribes. Jeroboam, which was Solomon's son, became king of Judah, the nation of Judah. Rehoboam, now Rehoboam was Solomon's son. Jeroboam was the one that took over Israel. And he took over ten kingdoms. And to make the long story short, Israel never had a godly king after Solomon. Judah had some, and he had, they had some wicked ones. So for so many years, uh, the nations were separated. And at the end of Israel's reign, when God had enough, there was a king called Hosea, not Hosea. And what he did is that he reigned for about nine years, and, and God cut him off. The Syrians came in and captured this, and, and took all of Israel out of the land of Samaria. And they brought in people from Babylon, from all over the, 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 the reign, and he put them in, in Israel. And the lions started killing these people. <laughs> God gets your attention one way. <laughs> lions came and started killing these people that the king of Assyria brought in. And they said, we better find out who's the God of this land. <laughs> so they went to the king and there's something strange about this place. So what happened is that the king brought in a, a, a priest. And he taught, started teaching them about Jehovah. And they feared God, these pagans. But they kept on worshiping idols. Come on, somebody. I said, ain't that like a lot of people today? They even go to church. They say they love God, but they're caught up in all kind of sin. They want to go to church and sing songs, but now they, 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 they're playing with idolatry and wickedness. Let me tell you something. If anything takes your place from the love of God, it's sin. It's idolatry. I don't care what it is. And the Samaritans, and they, and they, brought, they brought this priest, in, and, and to make the long story short, they, they became a mixture. And the Jews somehow started mixing with all these strange people from other lands and that's where we got the Samaritans see and the Jews all the pure Jews considered them outcast so Jesus is dealing with this in the woman at the well because that's what she was a Samaritan remember the story he gave about the good Samaritan when one man was traveling from Jerusalem to to uh, uh, one of these cities, I forget the name of it, Jericho. And he was attacked and beaten and left for dead. And Jesus said, there comes a priest. When he sees him, I ain't got time for him. He'll dirty me. Come on, somebody. I ain't got time for him. Uh, he'll, he'll, he'll infect me with his sin. And he went around. <laughs> and there comes a Levi. Same thing. Oh, no, I ain't play with him. And then Paul had the same mentality. He's a dog. He's a Samaritan. <laughs> so he went around him. And there comes the Samaritan, the outcast, the reject. He takes him, 
cleans his wounds up, puts him on his mule, and carries him to the inn. And takes care of him and told the inn, keeper, whatever you need, if whatever it costs us, I'll pay for it. Which one you think did the neighborly thing? But the Jew was holy. See, that's what happens with religion. Sometimes we get so caught up in our religion, we forget God. The mercy, the passion, the love of the souls. I'm a Pharisee. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Sadducee. Yeah, that's what Brother Michael said. He's sad. That's why they're they sad, you see. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> seriously. But Jesus is dealing with it. Now, in this, this story, the whole emphasis is God is not going to share us, Lord, with anybody. Idolatry came into Israel because the people kept worshiping their, their old gods. They feared God, it said, but they would never stop worshiping idols. Exodus. Well, let me read this before. I want to read uh, uh, chapter 17 of, uh, uh, out of First Second Kings, verses 33. Because 33. I can't go into all this stuff, but I'm going to tell you right now, when you start dabbling with idolatry, and I don't have to be a little image. Or statue. Idol can be anything that separates you from God. Anything that gets in the way of your worship. Anything that gets in the way of your serving the Lord. Come on, somebody. <laughs> no, chicken. <laughs> hey, if your chicken stop you from coming to church, yeah, get rid of the chickens. <laughs> Verse 33. Talking about these same people, I'm telling you, Samaritans. They fear the Lord, verse 13, yet they serve their own gods. Uh, you remember when Colvin came? There's three gods in America that was attacked. The God of entertainment, sports, football, basketball, uh, movie houses. Come on. The God of education, the schools will close. Remember that? Come on, the God, the, the, the God the, all this stuff was a demon that was corrupted and separating people. And I look at that and I said, God is, God's going to, listen, people were at their houses. Families came together again. You know, and it seemed like, you know, Stopping people from going to church. That was the worst thing of the whole thing. But some of it wasn't all bad. <laughs> Come on, you, your children didn't, couldn't go to the movies. You, the sports all shut down. This is all God's. And I'm not against people that watch sports. That's, that's, the point is this. If that thing is in your life and controlling your life, get rid of it. You know, governments were shut down. What they still say. <laughs> But the main emphasis was the God of education, the God of entertainment. Those two things were, were pretty much stifled. Thank God. That was a good thing about it. That was one good thing <laughs> about it. Maybe somebody had a chance to open their Bible, right? Maybe somebody had a chance to, 
over here still having church. Maybe it was, a t- it, was, it was a time to seek God. But these Samaritans, they feared God. They knew there was something about the God of this land. But all, they still still worship the idols. They still worship the idols. Turn with the Exodus real quick. Y'all quiet this morning. <laughs> what does that got to do with us, brother? Well, I'm going to show you. <laughs> I want to tell you something about God's Ten Commandments. Y'all heard me before. This is not ten opinions. Not ten, I think you ought to do this. It's ten commandments. It's thus said the Lord. That settles it right there. There's nothing in this, this, these, these commandments that say maybe you should do it. Or it's my opinion. No, it's sin. If you ever study the Ten Commandments, the first five commandments deal with your relationship with the God. Notice that. To, lo- you know, to, to have no other gods, don't make only any grave enemies. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. And, he, and to love the, you know, all, I can read them to you on and on, but if you study them, the first five deal with, and the second five deal with your relationship to man, to honor your father and mother. You know what I'm saying? Not to cover your brother's house, wife, and land. All of that, you, know, you see, Jesus said it like this when he said, they asked him, what is the great commandment? He said, number one is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. He said, upon these two hang all the commandments. Wow. Huh? So if I love God with all my heart, all my mind, all my strength, I'm not going to worship an image or an idol, right? I'm not going to go and curse his name or take his name in vain. No Christians do. I asked a brother one time, I said, <coughs> if you pray in the name of Jesus for something and you have unbelief, isn't that using his name in vain? <laughs> Wait, no, listen. If you pray, asking something of God and use the name of Jesus and don't have faith, is that using God's name in vain? I never thought about that. <laughs> Vain means you're using it without a purpose, right? You're using the holy name of God with, with, with no use of, of effectiveness. You, you're, you're in unbelief. I'm praying, but that's a religious thing to do, but I don't believe it. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. <laughs> if you pray, now listen, I'm not trying to start a whole argument about it, but I know one thing. If I'm going to use Jesus' name, I better know that I have faith to use it. Right? Because if you use his name in vain, you're using it without a pur- purpose. His last name is not Dam, right? Well, you, know, you never hear nobody say devil Dam, right? Never, you never hear nobody use, well, the, de- the devil seems to get a clean slate. No, and he's the one causing the problem. How angry is God when you put him second? <laughs> Oh, boy. When you put him before your wife. Or you put your wife before him, right? Or vice versa. God is not going to share his glory with nobody. He's either Lord of all 
Or he's not Lord at all. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I preached. <laughs> he has to be Lord of your life. He has to govern your life. And it says here, verse 1, And God spoke all these words, I am the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. For you shall have no other gods before me. I don't have no idols. Oh, no. I don't have no images. You can make anything a God, right? That's the thing of AAA, what's that, Alcohol Anonymous? I mean, whatever you want to be a deity, can, that chair can be your God if you want. How stupid. No wonder they never delivered. <laughs> so you're always going to be an alcoholic, but you can make anything a God. So I believe in a chair is a God. I sure never stop being an alcoholic. <laughs> that's, that's the teaching of it. You know, they, they take... They lower God down to mere standards. I mean, so, so they lower God, the holy God that we serve, to nothing. When you put something before God, or in God's way, if anything that stops you from worshiping, coming to church, reading your Bible, it's a God. It's a God over it. It, it. You made an idol of something, right? I'm sorry. I should apologize. <laughs> no, I'm not apologizing for it. <laughs> I'm guilty. We all, I'm guilty at times. Listen, I've got to stop and say, God, is this your will? I asked Janice yesterday morning, was praying, and I said, Janice, are we pleasing to the Lord? Are you pleasing to the Lord? He says, you shall not make unto yourself a carven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, that is in earth, or beneath the earth, or that in the waters on the earth. The, and he says, you shall not bow down to them, nor serve them. For I am the Lord your God. I am a what? A jealous God. That's the name of that message, little Lord. God is a jealous God. I'm in Exodus chapter 20. For he says, I am... The Lord God, I am a jealous God. Listen, I love my wife. She's mine. And if you try, any man tries to put her hands on her, you're going to find out how jealous I am. Come on, and vice versa. She gets mad when we go to wall, uh, uh, the McDonald's winning. Okay, honey. <laughs> Get your hair murdered. She, she don't know what she's doing. <laughs> Come on. Remember one time we was in Walmart and was in, you know, I was, I was kinda I guess she didn't think I was her husband. Uh, and was, one guy was trying to flirt with her. I knocked the living. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> but I, I said, wait a minute, what's this? <laughs> I'm jealous, man. God is a jealous God. And he's not going to share you with your sin. Come on, somebody. You're to live a holy and a just life. A righteous life. A life that demands accountability to God. Well, I can go to the other church and they don't ask me to do nothing like that. Let me tell you, I don't care what the other church is doing. You better do what God says to do. There is an accountability before God. Sin will be brought to his attention. 
I can assure you. Because sin is another God. Oh. I said sin is an, it's another God. When you place your sin above God, it's sin. It's idolatry. It's another God. Lust is another God. Pride is another God. Unforgiveness is another God. Hate is another God. Come on, somebody. You you, you ain't shouting with me this morning. You don't make me nervous. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Those things does not, it does not please the Lord. Now, I'm not saying you go walk out and look, watch for every little thing and make a mistake. I'm talking about living a free life, but a holy life. A life that's presentable before the Lord. A life with the, with, the, with the attitude of prayer. A life with the attitude of, of pleasing God. You do that, you're going to make it. Right? You do that, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna win this war against the devil. God is a jealous God. I said God is a jealous God. God visits the iniquities upon his children through the third and fourth generation. Then God is not playing with this. You don't want God to get mad. <laughs> oh, listen, listen. You don't want God to start executing judgment. Now, I'm not saying all of y'all are terrible people. I'm just saying that in our attitude, what is, it, what is our attitude toward God? How do we see the world? How do we see us before the Lord? Now, you might go home and say, God... I need to get this thing straight in my life. I'm going to do it today. He'll forgive you. The grace of God is there for you. Any sin you ever commit, God will forgive you. The worst thing we can do is put the devil and his practices above God. Jesus went through Samaria. What did he go for? He knew what he was going for. One woman. But all the people seemed to come and listen to him. I think he spent a couple of days in Samaria preaching. Preaching, preaching to heathens, to drunks, to fornicators, to idolaters, to ungodly people. Here we are, we're trying to avoid where God wants us to be. <laughs> and his, his disciples came and they, they found it amazing that he was even talking with them. I said, I mean, these guys are following Jesus. <laughs> and he, hearing his preaching, and they, they, you know, they had that little religious spirit, you know, they gained from Judaism. Who are you? You remember when Peter was in the book of Acts, he was on, on that roof? And, 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 and a sheet came down. A sheet came down, and he had all kind of unclean animals and stuff inside there. And, and, and the Lord said, Peter, take it and eat it. Oh, no, Lord, I've never eaten anything that was common or unclean. <laughs> he said, whatever I cleanse, don't you dare call common. Whatever God purifies, it's purified in the eyes of God. And we know the whole symbol of the story. Peter was going to go preach to Cornelius, a pagan. And he went over there, and he got in Cornelius' house. A Jew wasn't supposed to do that. They weren't supposed to go to a Gentile's house. My God. Peter went in there and preached to Cornelius. Guess what happened? Cornelius threw him out, right? No, he didn't throw him out. 
the whole house got saved. And they got baptized. Oh, Lord, they baptized him and filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Ooh, man, I feel that. I said they got baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> and the Jewish people came to Peter and said, what are you doing going, going to that Eve's house? She's not Jew. <laughs> she raised them filthy chickens. <laughs> <laughs> what you going in his house? He's a dirt man. <laughs> no, no, but listen, I thought about that. I said, I said, here they are. And there comes the apostles. And listen, what gets me a little upset about the, and they're all godly men, don't get me wrong, I'm not, they're sitting in Jerusalem. A lot of them. What did Peter, Jesus say? Go out into the whole world. They're sitting in Jerusalem. They formed them a board of some kind, I guess. And they got together. And, they, and you know, Paul had to go. Remember, Paul had to go and argue about circumcision and all that. I don't want to get into all that stuff. But why were, they, why were they not doing what Paul was doing? Preaching the gospel. You know, I said to myself, I said, is that what? I thank God they did it. You know, we, we heard about a lot of them. They went and evangelized different countries and stuff. But for a while, they were just sitting in Jerusalem. And I thought about that. I said, man, but you see, they can't go through Samaria. They won't go to Cornelius' house, and they argued with Peter about it. They said, what are you doing going amongst them? You ate with them? You went to Lloyd's house, and you ate at his house? Went to Brady's house, and you ate at his house? But his, his name is not on our own religious roll. He's not one of us. He doesn't dress like us. He doesn't look like us. He doesn't act like us. <laughs> he doesn't wrap scriptures around his arm. He doesn't put boxes on his head. He doesn't, wear, he doesn't wear the right clothes. He doesn't look like us. Oh, that is preacher, man. <laughs> My main mission is to see this church filled with souls, lost souls. I'm not too interested in filling with religious souls. You know? I want to see people grow. I want to see people just come into the Lord and we can teach them the word of God, right? Bring me some Samaritans, Lord. Come on, Holy Ghost. Bring me some blacks in this church. Bring me some Mexicans. Bring me, ha ah, ha, let them come. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. Listen, I don't care where, they, where they're coming from. If they want to get right with God, here we are. Maybe we got to change the first full gospel church of Samaria. Let's preach it. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> God is a jealous God. Verses uh, 6 says this. But he's a merciful God. But shows, showing mercy to thousands to those who love me and keep my commandments, right? What is God's job? He wants mercy. Men want to repent. God's there with mercy. Men want to get right with God. God's there to lead them and strengthen them and be their God and they shall be his people. The Bible tells us to come out from amongst us, to separate ourselves from the world. But when you get out that door and you're going to go to Walmart, I can show you, Lord, there's going to be some sinners there. Hallelujah. When you're going to get to your job, you can look for it. They're going to be there. They're not going to, they're not going to go away. 
They're there for you. Oh, to lead them to Jesus. Some will accept, some won't. Come on, I said some will accept, some won't. I remember a time I was, I went into a, get some sand at a sand pit. And one guy recognized, went in, went in a, uh, they had a little recreation room, whatever you call it, a little place where they sit down and eat lunch or whatever. And one recognized me, are oh, you the preacher? <laughs> I said, yep, I'm the preacher. <laughs> and I started preaching. <laughs> they were sitting at that table. <laughs> Listen, I was preaching. And, I, and I, all of a sudden left, and I, I went into the hole in the ground where you get the sand. And, and the man on the machine said, hey, man, so I want to hear more about that Jesus. <laughs> a hole in the middle of a sand pit, the hole. I led him to Jesus in the middle of that hole. Prayed with him. And he received Christ. I don't know what he did with it. But this, this wasn't a godly place. <laughs> These were ungodly people. But one sheep. <laughs> Listen. They could have cussed me out till I was blue in the face, face, man. But that one said, I want to know more about this Jesus. Oh, don't let I'll stay in that hole till next week if that's what you want. <laughs> like yesterday. I, 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 I was preaching, man. I forgot the, the time went so fast, you never know it passed. Hallelujah. Just doing what I like to do. Praise God. Preach the gospel. <laughs> God is a jealous God. God is jealous over you. Ray, Yvette, Mom, all of y'all. You're his child. There's no other father in this world. You've got an early father, but the father in heaven loves you. You learn to be his children. And if you try to be the child of somebody else, nothing would break my heart to say, one of my children say, I hate you, Daddy. I'm going to find me another one, another father. Oh, you want to bring me to the ground? To know how much I love my children. To know how much I would do everything possibly I can for, to have one of them say they hate me. You can just shoot me with a gun, hallelujah. Because of my covenant with my children. Because of the relationship with my children. I say that often, but you come ask me to do something, I might tell you no. But one of my children do ask me. You know why? Because that's my child. That's my bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. They got a covenant with me. I'm their daddy. Oh, come on, Jesus. Y'all ain't getting this. I said, I am their daddy, praise God. And what I got, it's theirs, praise God. I don't care what you think of, of, of listen, children can get rebellious. I'm not saying you, you, you support their sin in any kind of way. But inside of us, there's a spirit in love for those children that we would give our life. For, I'd be, I'd be torn apart if one of my children wanted to divorce me. <laughs> Tell me something. I could have had a better daddy than you. You ain't nothing. You ain't no example. You, listen, that would kill me, man. Seriously. Now, if I deserved it, maybe it would be a little easier. But I don't deserve it. Me and my wife don't deserve it. I'm not trying to be self-righteous. We loved our children. We, we put out so much for them. And to have them... Denounce us, Haboogie. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but thank God we never had that, right? Because they are my children. 
I would go the extra mile, right? I'm jealous of a macho. They're macho, right? God is jealous over you. He doesn't want to share you with the devil. He doesn't want to share you with a strange person, a strange religion. He doesn't want to share you with the entertainment of the world, the educations of the world. He doesn't want to share you with none of that stuff. He's jealous. <laughs> Close your Bible. Close your Bible. You know, as I was reading those passages, you know, in the Catholic religion, when they do that, and you read, and you have to say, it is the word of the Lord. They say, everybody says, it's the word of the Lord. <laughs> you ever heard that? I left that out. Because it was not, you can't understand what the word of the Lord till you, till you know what it is, right? I'm not going to use God's word for a religious system. For people that don't even know what the word means. How could you say something is the word of the Lord, you don't know what it even is? Right? So, Jan said, man, you got this. I said, I'm, I didn't do it. It wasn't that it wasn't the word of the Lord. But I wasn't going to play, play into that system. Right? Thinking that I thought it was Okay. I thought they would think that, well, Lenny thinks we're okay. We're all right. We got. Listen, you don't think the devil is slick? Oh, he'll, he'll do stuff like that. But I read the word of the Lord, and I, did, and I just went to the next one. Went to the next one. And the old, I call he's a priest. I don't know what he is, a deacon or whatever it is. They don't, they, now the priests don't go no more. They send their deacons. Yeah, they send their deacons. Now, you know, they, they just... I don't know how much they charge him to do that. Listen, probably, they probably have to pay for him to go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But he got up and he started, the word of the Lord. <laughs> he started with a system of, <laughs> what was the, the term they were using? Oh, I forgot. I don't even listen. I, I, I just don't. But anyway, he started reading some stuff. He said, and he started repeating. You know how you do that when you go in, in, in a Catholic church and they repeat? and You say something, the priest says something, they repeat and repeat. They don't know what they're saying even. But the Holy Ghost knew. <laughs> because I honestly believe in my heart, he spoke. And that's the bottom line to it. And God is not going to share you with a religion. Most people that go to religious churches don't know God. They follow a custom. I had a mean Bogus bring some dirt or something somewhere. There's a little uh, apostolic preacher, man. He, he's so stuck on uh, Acts 2.38. Be baptized for your remission of your sin. You know, because, you know, repent, of, repent and be baptized for, for the repentance. And, they, and he has that, he even named his street after that. Acts 2.38 street. And I started thinking, uh, I was telling him, book, I said, let me tell you something. Without John 3.16, there would be no Acts 2.38. <laughs> Because Acts 2.38 is only a reflection of what happened on the cross. Baptism is a shadow of the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. As Jesus was buried, you know, was died, he rose out of the grave. You know, that was a symbol of when you die 
in, from the, the world, and you water baptize, you come out as a new creature. That's a symbolic of the death and burial resurrection of Jesus. When I see him, I said, you need to change that. Because it's three, John 3.16, because all that is is a shadow of John 3.16. But yet they, they want to get you stuck on water baptism. That's for salvation. It's not true. It's important. I think a man ought to be water baptized. Seriously. Showing, dying to the show in the world. You die to your old man and coming up a new creature in Christ. But the thief was never baptized on the side of Jesus. Jesus said today. You know what was their argument? Oh, it rained that day. So he was baptized by the rain. I said, come on, man. Be for real. <laughs> I said, anything. He went with Jesus and he never was water baptized. Right? So religion to pile you up and, and listen, God's jealous over that. He doesn't want to share you with religion. He doesn't want to share you with the system of this world. He doesn't want to share you with the entertainment of this world, the education of this world. This is all idolatry. Things I can look at today, and you know I'm right. Look at where education has brought our, our, our children and our, our, our nation. Look where entertainment, the movie industry, the sport industry, the, look where it's brought our nation. You can't get a person to say amen in church, but he can go paint himself blue at a football game in sub-freezing temperatures and jump up and down like some idiot because somebody carried a, a pigskin across a, a pasture. Seriously. Who cares who won the Super Bowl last year? But yet all the effort is into a dead religion, right? I'm not against you if you want to watch football. If you do it, you know, you've got to listen to what I'm saying. I choose not to no more. I used to love it. I've, I told Janice, I'm, that's it. I can't see that. That's a religion. Do you know the NFL has tax exemption just like the church? You know that, huh? Football can, can be tax exempt. That's one of the biggest money-making deals in America. You want to get taxes? Get it from them. Well, wait, wait. They're preaching their gospel. You know, they got their priests. They got their, their foot, the running backs and quarterbacks and this halfback and nickelback or whatever you call them. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you call them anymore. But the thing is that they're preaching their gospel. They're preaching their gospel. I was listening to uh, Isaac was showing me, uh, what's that guy, Steve Irwin, that alligator crocodile man, whatever his name is, crocodile hunter. I was listening to that guy. You know, before he died, he Tears running as I, I want to conservate. I want to, I want to protect animal life. And it's like, like it was, I mean, you should have saw that. It's like he was preaching. I want to, I want to save the animals of the planet. I want to, what's that word you use? Cultivate or, or whatever. He wants to save the planet, animal planet. And he was crying. And he was, you ought to see that. And I said, look at this. I said, he's, I said, Boogie's preaching, yeah. They're tearing babies to pieces and worried about saving cats and dogs and lions and tigers. Come on, somebody's got some problems, man. And he was so passionate. Lord, you should have saw his tears run. And he, yeah, I'm going to teach my children to protect their animal life. I'm going to teach my children. And we, we go, oh, I'll be so happy when they're going to do just what I'm doing. Oh, brother. Looks like a nice fella, but I know what, I know what his, his religion is. You know, they worship the creation more than the creator, like Paul said. 
They, they worship the animals and the trees and the, and the birds and the bees. <laughs> and, and listen, don't get me started. <laughs> I was listening to one the other day, a while back, it was a while back. There was a man on the construction site. They really were working, man. They're feeding their families. And they were, they were, they, they, they were building a, a apartments or something. One man came and he shut the, the, uh, the job down. You know why? Because some fruit flies were breeding in the area. I said, if a stupid fly? <laughs> you stop these men from making money for their families and taking care of them? <laughs> I said, for a fly? <laughs> and they were so passionate. Oh, man, we got to preserve the fruit fly. Well, what if he's flying around in your face? I see how you preserve him. I said, destroying these men's jobs, Brother Allen, for a stupid fly. <laughs> Watch. And you look at Steve Owen, and I look at him. I think he's a nice fellow. I'm not going to. But his, that's his religion. You don't think it gets God angry? When he can worship the true God, he chooses a, a cat and a dog and a possum and an alligator or whatever you call it to worship? <laughs> Oh, man, thank God I come out of the door. <laughs> Listen, I think all things are good that God made, but all things are not to be worshipped. You don't worship man. You don't worship a cat or a dog. You don't worship a tree. I think we should protect these things. I, I mean, I think we should, you know, not, not pollute the waters. We don't want nobody dying and you know, stuff. But when it comes down to worship, it's worship. Environmental movement, that's what he's involved in. Protect everything but babies. <laughs> I, can't, I can't register that, y'all. Forgive me. It just makes me mad when I think about little babies pulled apart limb by limb, put the head pulled out of the mama, the arms pulled out of the mama, set on the table. We've got to make sure we got all the parts so we don't, mama don't get infected. Lay it on a tray. How heartless, man. How hateful and ungodly a human being can be. Remember, God is a jealous God. That was a creation of the Lord. And the last thing Satan wants to do is for another preacher to rise up. Another worship leader, another pastor, another evangelist that gets a zeal for you. He's trying to kill him before he's even born. Lord, we thank you for this morning. I just pray, God. I just thank you for the Holy Spirit. Father, let us get a zeal for you, and a zeal for your word, and a zeal for your presence, a zeal for your son, Lord. Teach us your ways. Be with us, Lord God. Lead and guide us. Lord, I thank you for your spirit, for teaching us how to live holy lives. And let us to walk a holy life. And it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. In Jesus' name.